Who are you? I'm the player to be named later. And you should recognize me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to Be Named Later podcast. I'm a sick Ed. That's Dan. How you doing today, Danny boy? I'm doing okay, Ed. I do hope you feel better. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all the fine folks out there. Yes, we are recording this just hours before the first Thanksgiving Day game. Now, this show is going to be a little bit different. Dan's going to talk a lot, and I'm going to do my best not to interrupt him or to cough. So let's see how this one goes. But, Dan, let's start the week on Thursday night. And that Thursday night game was a big one for you. Cincinnati at Baltimore, and your Ravens took care of business against a backup quarterback. Um, 34 I mean, to that... 20 at M&T Bank Stadium. Go ahead, buddy. Preach on it. Um, I mean, that was it was a good game all around. It looked like it was shaping up to be a good game. It was a great game for the Ravens. Um, obviously, putting up 34 points on that Cincinnati defense uh, does say a lot. Jake Browning did come in. Joe Burrow is done for the year. Um, but I have some, you know, Bengal fans. Oh, you guys were done but until Joe Burr went out. But, like, the game was going to be close. Lamar has a great record against Cincy. Lamar looks great. Uh, the Ravens are now also the number one seed in the AFC. Let's see how it goes out. They do have a tough schedule the remainder of the way. Um, just a few key things to touch on here. Gus Edwards just continues to get into the box. 12 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. On the other side of the ball, um, Jamar Chase has been shut down by the Ravens all season long. Uh, two for 12. I think it's safe to say that the Cincinnati team is out of the race of the North and most likely out of the AFC playoff pitcher as well. Um one other thing to come out of this game besides the Joe Burrow injury and is the Mark Andrews injury. He's done for the season as well. Um, and a potential rule change coming from that as well. As yeah. the NFL does plan on barring the hip drop tackle, which has gotten Andrews injured, and I believe has caused one or two other injuries around the league. Yeah. Uh, how are your fantasy teams doing after that Mark Andrews injury? Well, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, not great. I'm pinning my hopes to Cole Komet. Um, so not great at all. Hey, if Isaiah and, Likely's uh, out there, he's going to get red zone targets as well. So. Yeah, I got him too. Uh, not great. They're, they're, they're not great. But you know what is doing great, Dan? Do, do you know what is doing great? My Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm disappointed in you because we did some prep work on this show. And you said you were specifically going to bring up a very, very sore subject with me and a person that I hate tremendously, and you passed up the opportunity. Oh, my buddy Art. Your buddy Art. You want me to talk about it? I was going to do no, because you, you, no, you've done you've done missed your thing. Also, Dan, did you know as we're going to be sprinkling these in throughout the show instead of waiting to the end? The list of NFL teams that have three-plus wins against teams with five or more wins. They're the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that also that's I believe it. that also may include the Browns now after beating Pittsburgh, or no? Had to look into that. Because that, uh, that stat was after um, Thursday night was when that stat was. Uh, one other thing before we move on about this is the NFL is – supposedly investigating the Bengals for not reporting that Burrow wrist injury. That's right. He they was should. Seen, 
in pitchers wearing a wrist brace previous to this game. So let's see if anything comes of that. Uh, yeah, checking on that now. Um, let's see. They beat the Ravens and the Steelers, who are both over five wins. Uh, the Cardinals are not at five wins. The Colts. What are the Colts at? They are five five, so they do have five plus wins now. And the Titans are three and seven, so the Browns have beaten the Steelers, the Ravens, the Colts, the Niners. Yeah, so they're in and that the list Bengals. Now as well. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, let's talk about these Cleveland Browns and let's talk about that game that did take place in Pittsburgh. And just so much good and so much bad came out of this. Um, we will no longer be seeing, at least for the rest of this season, uh, Deshaun Watson as he is out for the year with an injury. And Dan, did I, it's his shoulder, by the way. Dan, did you know that since signing a five-year, $230 million deal with Cleveland, Watson has played a combined 12 games over two seasons, earning $92 million in cash, roughly $7.7 million per game. That's according to ESPN Stats and Info. That's amazing. That is a lot nuts. Um, this game also got Matt Canada fired. As yeah. the Steelers' offense now was terrible. And now I'm actually worried about the Steelers the rest of the way. But to be fair, the Steelers only had 10 fewer yards than Cleveland did on the game, as Pittsburgh had 249 to Cleveland's 259. However, they only passed for 77 or sacked three times. They did rush for 172 yards and a score on 26 rushes on the ground, did Pittsburgh, against a very strong running defensive squad for Cleveland. Uh, but they were three for 14 on third down. It was just bad. Like the Steelers are the epitome of discombobulation. Hey, one other guy you should look at uh, for your fantasy team after losing Mark Andrews is probably going to be David Njoku as long as DTR is starting. And even if Flacco does start, because you guys did just sign Flacco, Flacco loves tight ends as well. Um, yeah, but the only thing about Njoku is he has hands of stone. I mean, but if he's going to get peppered with 15 targets a game, you, you, you got to take that chance. I mean, that's a huge number. Yeah, seven catches for 56 yards. The Browns still couldn't run the football as Kareem Hunt had 12 for 36 and Jerome Ford had 12 for 31. As outside of a few good games, Ford has been not Nick Chubb, but very few people are. Uh, DTR, 24 for 43, 165, an interception and a sack. So gotta, he did turn the football over once. Kenny Pickett, 15 for 28, 106, no turnovers, four rushes, nine yards, sacked three times. Um, TJ Watt did get credit for a sack. That was all he pretty much did. He had four solo tackles, two assists, two tackles for a loss. He hit. He did get to DTR three times, but Miles Garrett, two sacks, three QB hits. There's talk that Miles Garrett has a chance to be in the MVP conversation, and I think rightfully so. If Miles Garrett's not on that field, the Cleveland Browns are a two-win football team. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. He may be in the conversation, bud, but he won't there's win. zero chance yeah. he wins. 
but the thing is, he's not the most he's not the most important player on his team. That may go to Dustin Hopkins, who with two seconds left in a 34-yard field goal to win this football game. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, outside of Jalen Warren's 74-yard rush at the uh, start of the second half, the Steelers had absolutely nothing. If you take those 74 yards off the board, the Steelers were terrible. I don't. Cleveland's defense is great. In fact, Dan, did you know that the Browns have allowed the fewest yards per game at 243.3 through 10 games since the 2008 Steelers? By the way, those Steelers won the Super Bowl. But I don't know if this was a case of – and take nothing away from the Browns' defense. The Browns' defense was great. But the Steelers lost this football game. But there are a lot of colleges and maybe even a few high schools around the country that probably could have beaten the Steelers on Sunday. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Like, obviously, Matt Canada is calling the plays, but I don't know if Matt Canada is the problem. I mean, let's see what Kenny Pickett can do with a different guy calling the plays at this point. But um, the only thing I could see is is I could see Pittsburgh having a motivational win. Because it was, it seemed very well known that they just did not like, they did not like Matt Canada anymore. The players, like he lost the locker room if he ever had it. Um, and I believe Matt Canada was the first Steelers, uh, was the first Steelers coach to be fired in season since like 1971 or something crazy like that. I don't know, but how much longer does Mike Tomlin have? I mean, but that's – I don't see the – Steelers aren't one to fire coaches, so. Yeah, but there comes a time when you've got to realize that this has run its course. He's been there for 20-something years now, it feels like. Um, I thought DTR looked really good in the first half and then really bad in the second half. Agreed. 100% agreed. Dan, did you know that the last time the Browns finished with a better record than the Steelers was 1989? Season ain't over yet, bud. are game up, and I'm pretty excited about it. Shall we move along? Let's move along. I think we need to move along. Let's move along. Let's go to Miami, who took care of business against, let me find them here. Who did Miami play, Dan? The Raiders in Miami. This one was a one-score game, and it came down to a field goal fest in the third, well, for most of the game, as Daniel Carlson hit from 34 and 47 and Jason Sanders from 41 and 51 to assault the game away in the third quarter. Not a lot of good, not a lot of bad came from this one. What do you think? Um, I mean, the, the Steelers were on a two-game win streak heading into this. On the uh, Dolphins? The Raiders? No, the, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. I'm sorry. The Raiders. We're on a two-game win streak heading into this, and now we have the Dolphins, who also are now 5-0 and at home, but they still have yet to be a team above 500. Um, this AFC West is getting very interesting with Kansas City not being able to score points in the second half. I believe they're averaging 5.5 points in the second half of games Kansas City is. We'll talk more about that shortly, though. Um and then Miami is a game is what I guess technically two games up on Buffalo. 
But, um, I mean, Tyreek had himself a game. He's another one that could be in the MVP conversation but won't get the call. Devontae looks to be back as well. Yeah, um, Aiden O'Connell, three interceptions. Not a good look for him on the day. Uh, Devontae Adams, seven catches, 82 yards, and a score. Free Devontae Adams this offseason. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to ride that train until he's out of Vegas. Let's move along. Let's go to Detroit. As this was, Miami was your survivor pick last week, and you got it. Detroit was my survivor pick, and I got it. So we both pick up the bonus point. Uh, Dan, what did you think about the Lions taking care of their own business against the Bears? Duh, Bears. I set you up for that, and you missed it, and I, I dislike you greatly for it. Um, Bears pissed this one away. For it. You just couldn't remember who they played. The Bears pissed this one away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. What um, happened on that last drive? Terrible play calling, to be completely honest. I believe that last drive, Fields tried. They had Fields drop back twice, and both passes were incomplete. And one of them was a deep shot. I'm talking about the safety. Oh. Justin Fields was sacked by Aiden Hutchinson, and then fumbles the football. And it's recovered in the end zone by, or I believe it was kicked out of the back of the end zone, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, so yeah, so what happened with that is Fields, Hutchinson got the strip uh, the strip sack, and the the Bears offensive lineman, instead of going to bend down to pick it up or dive on it, he kicks it, and it, he kicks it straight out of the back of the end zone. I mean, to be fair, he dives on it, it's going to be a safety anyway, or at least this no, way. no. No, like he kicked it from like the five yard line. At least it wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, but that was the game was over at that point. Oh yeah, because that I mean the Lions are going to get that football back anyway, and it's just a matter of Jared Goff taking a knee. But um, like the Bears, the Bears were up with four fifteen left. They were up by twelve. And. Yeah. Jameson Williams from Jared Goff from 32 yards out made it 26-21. And then David Montgomery had a one-yard rush. And then they converted the two-point conversion to make it a field goal game. And then that safety, that was just bad. Like, the Lions did not deserve to win this football game at all. Uh, Let's move along. This was the first game we got – one of us got wrong, and it was me as I picked Tennessee, but Jacksonville – was able to take care of business against the Titans in a convincing fashion as Dan has to step away. 34 to 14 from Everbank Stadium. Uh, Dan, this one wasn't a game hardly at all. Trevor Lawrence looked good, 24 for 32, 262, and two TDs. Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 103 yards. He caught both of those touchdown passes. Uh, oh, Trevor Lawrence also rushed for two touchdowns. So, yeah, the Golden Boy had himself a day. Well, Levis, to his credit, 13 for 17, 158, and two scores. He did lose a fumble for a turnover. But um, Jacksonville kind of cruised in this one, buddy. Yeah, I mean, if you can 
if you can shut down this rush offense who averaged 4.8 yards and one of those was a 38 yard carry. So you take that out of there and you're looking at like a three, three and a half yard average for Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. I mean, you're not getting much. Uh, D-Hop is still playing to a high level, five targets, four receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown. Um, on the other side of the ball, you pretty much said what had to be said there with Lawrence with the two rushing touchdowns, two throwing touchdowns, both to Calvin Ridley. Can Calvin Ridley stay on track at this point and and do better than what he did for most of the beginning of the season? I mean, he is one of the top wide receiving options out there as far as um, as far as free agents in the upcoming offseason. ETN didn't have a bad game, didn't have a great game. But the real story of this game is this Jacksonville is this Jacksonville defense. Yeah. There's nothing much really to be said here. Jacksonville's defense looks good. Maybe they're not the frauds we thought they were. Speaking of frauds, let's move along. Let's go to Green Bay and the Chargers. As Green Bay improves to 4-6, and six, the Chargers fall to 4-6 and six, as Green Bay wins 23-20 to 20 at Lambeau Field. Uh, this one was a case of Green Bay's defense coming at, in late, ending two Charger drives in the final five minutes thanks to massive sacks, including one th- at 226 that halted a drive that never really got off the ground and then took care of business on a fourth and one from the Charger 35-yard line, rushing Justin Herbert to make a ill-advised pass over the middle that was incomplete that basically ended the contest with 23 seconds left. Jordan Love didn't look bad, Danny Boy. He did not look bad at all, um, but, man, this Chargers – you ask me this question every week, and since you didn't get to ask me, I'm asking you, how much longer does Brandon Staley have? Negative two weeks. Um, the Chargers have I, – I could see Brandon Staley getting fired after Sunday Night Football this week if they lose he, to the Ravens. He should have been fired after this one. They had no business losing to the Packers. I love me, the Packers. I've loved them since I was a kid, but the Packers are not it. Are not, uh, they're not as talented. Nowhere near as talented. As uh, you're not going to get an argument out of me on that one, bud. As the Chargers, um, is Justin Herbert the next great Charger quarterback to have his career wasted? Uh, well, I don't think Justin Herbert's great. I think he's an average quarterback. Um, now after watching part of this game, I do think maybe I'm a little wrong, but I still don't think he is a I don't think Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback in the league right now. I will say that. All right, let's move along. And let's quarterbacks go. in the league right now look like ass. And for him to not to be top five kind of swear I it is it tells you a lot. Let's go to Arizona and Houston with this game I got wrong as the Texans took care of business twenty-one to sixteen. They ate much the same way Dan's dog is eating behind him, and that's the background noise you hear. Uh, Dan, what do, you, what do you think about this one? Kyler Murray, is he back or no? I mean, he looks okay. I don't, there's not much around him when it comes to this team, and I also think they ran into a buzzsaw of the Houston Texans. I still think the Texans win this division. They take first place in this division if they beat Jacksonville this week coming up. Um, CJ Stroud is that guy. He is that guy, bro. Um, and also, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Greg Dort- when Greg Dortch is your leading receiver, kind of says all you need to say. 
Um, on the other side of the ball, we can't go without mentioning Tank Dell, eight for 149 and a touchdown. Um, man, wouldn't it be crazy if the NFL rigged it for Houston to have C.J. Stroud get the MVP and then they give Tank Dell rookie of the year? Because if you look at it and their stats, those guys are – Tank Dell is probably the best rookie wide receiver right now, maybe the best rookie offensive weapon if you take C.J. Stroud out of the pitcher. Um, but that's all I got for you, bud. There's nothing else we really need to say. It's an Arizona Cardinals game, so let's move along from there to our nine asses. Let's talk about them Cowboys, who are now 7-3, and three, as they did what they needed to do over the Carolina Panthers, who fall to 1-9, with a 33-10 to 10 victory at Bank of America Stadium in Carolina. Uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this one. The Dallas is good. Cooper Rush got into the football game, which means you know the game's out of reach. Uh, many, many, many Cowboys touched the football through the air. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers had multiple catches. And six different players had multiple – I'm sorry, six different players ran the football. Four different players had multiple rushes. So the Cowboys spread it around. Hey, uh, Ed. I'm going to name these teams real quick, and I want you to tell me what all of them have in common. The Giants, sure. the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Rams, the Giants, the Panthers. They're all teams that were beaten by the Cowboys? And they are all teams that do not have a winning record. The Cowboys have yet to be the team that has a that has a winning record this season. Hmm. And who do they got this coming week? Washington, who doesn't have a winning record. Uh, there's nothing much to say here. Why don't we go to Washington and let's talk about what they did this week. And they were, they, didn't do. Yeah, they were a disappointment as nobody saw this coming. The New York giants found offense. That doesn't, did I say that right? That didn't sound like it came out of my mouth correctly. 31 to 19 over the commanders. The commanders fall to four and seven giants improved to three and eight. Brian Dable may have just saved his job. This happened at FedEx Field. Um, what do you got to say about this world, and his name is Tommy. Oh, don't no, no. There's only one Devito, and it's Danny. Okay, it um, is Magnum Dong. Um, I'll tell you what is pretty interesting. Actually, he got sacked nine times, and he still had a hundred and thirty-seven passer rating. How is that possible to get sacked nine times and you still win the football game? Oh, wait. It's because Sam Howell throws three interceptions. That's how that happens. And yeah, they had, had three lost to, fumbles. They had a chance turnovers. to win this, too. They had a chance to win this game, too. And, um, and Sam Howell threw that last interception, like, on the last drive. It is just absolutely insane. Um, this Washington team could easily be 7-4 and four with some of the games that they've lost, but – they just, I, I don't know. I mean, wow, Sam Howell hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 different receivers as well. You know, we, we ask all the time what coach has oh a life God, expectancy. They had a total of six turnovers. That's how yeah. you lose the game. Three interceptions, three fumbles. I believe I said that. We can rewind two minutes so you can hear it again. <laughs> but. That's what you get for. Uh, we ask about life expectancy on coaches. How about Ron Rivera? How long until he gets the heave-ho out of Washington? 
You got to speak louder, Dan. Use your man voice. I think Ron. I think uh, Ron Rivera is on his way out already. Um, for the isn't that why they brought in Eric Bieniemy? Because he was he's supposed to be the next head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Boy, because that's worked well in sports history. Let's move along. Let's talk about somebody who did work well, and that was Brock Purdy, 27 to 14, the Niners over the Buccaneers. Niners improved to seven to three. The Buccaneers fall to six and four. Dan, a lot of good stuff coming for, from yeah, about Brock Purdy in this game. There are only two quarterbacks in NFL history with three games with three or more touchdowns and a passer rating of 140 or more in their first two seasons. One of them is Brock Purdy. Can you name the other one? Uh, yeah, he was a undrafted quarterback. And the uh, you know, and his name is Kurt Warner. I may be biased here because I got to see them up close and personal. There has never been a person who has had more of a command of an offense and ran it as beautifully, accurately, and efficiently as Kurt Warner did with the greatest show on turf. Because he came out of nowhere. You got to remember, he wasn't even the backup to begin that 1999 season. Uh, Trent Green got hurt on a terrible hit by Sean Merriman in a preseason game. And Warner was pretty much thrown in there and never looked back. And he's in a Hall of Fame now. And the biggest mistake the Rams ever made was picking Mark Bolger over Kurt Warner. Just saying it now. Uh, Also, Brock Purdy is the first 49ers quarterback to have a perfect passer rating in a game since 1989. He was 21 for 25. 333 passing yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Joe Montana is the only other 49er quarterback, including Steve Young, to ever do this. So not Jeff Garcia, not Steve Young, not Jimmy Garoppolo or Colin Kaepernick or anybody else. It's Joe Montana and Brock Purdy. That's insane. That is insane. You got anything else you want to bring to this one other than the fact that Brock Purdy is the man? Maybe Um, Brandon Ayuk? McCaffrey scored a touchdown again. I just thought I would rub rub that salt in that wound. Yeah, let's restart that streak. Let's move along. Let's Uh, go to the – let's move along. There's nothing else we need to talk about here. Uh, Let's talk about – didn't look bad. Your boy Baker didn't look bad. He's been getting a lot of hate lately online. And he's having a solid season. I wish he never would have left. Uh, Let's talk about a game we really don't need to talk about. The Buffalo Bills, 32. The Jets, 6. The Bills, 6 and 5. Jets fall to 4 and 6. Tyler Bass kicked four field goals, including a 50-yarder. But this game was never really in question. Brees Hall had a 9-yard TD rush. That's the lone bright spot. Wilson's QBR. Yeah, Zach Wilson did not have himself a good game. To be fair, neither did Tim Boyle. I was working during the late game, so I didn't get to see most of this stuff live. I watched oh, highlights. You feel bad. This was you, not a game I watched highlights of. You feel bad for Zach Wilson. I do, actually. I don't, the dude's I don't in a lose-lose lose situation. Um, I don't shout think out Tim to Tim Boyle, answer. though. I don't think uh, Tim Boyle's the answer. No, but I, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. For uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, when uh, we get a report 
on the Pat McAfee show that Aaron Rodgers will start week week uh, week thirteen. I'm calling it right now. Aaron Rodgers will start at home against the Atlanta Falcons. It's a perfect game for him to do it. If he does, you already have your picks in for week 13. You picked Atlanta. If Aaron Rodgers starts that game, not not this one on Sunday, will you change it to the Jets? Yes. Is it smart for Aaron Rodgers to start week 13? They're not making the playoffs. They're not. The only way Aaron Rodgers, the only way this behooves Aaron Rodgers is to just prove to everybody that doing Hauschka or wait, was that guy was a kicker, wasn't he? Ayahuasca, ayahuasca, whatever, or D DMT or DTM or, or DVR or whatever is superhuman healing powers, and that's the only reason Aaron Rodgers should start a game this year. The Jets need to punt on the season. And maybe go after Caleb Williams. Trade all, um, trade just draft picks forever, and Alan Lazard, and Dalvin Cook, and Brees Hall. Okay, you're saying you're spending. Okay, listen, listen. You sound Caleb. like way too many sports shows out there talking about the Jets. I get tired of hearing about them. They're a four and sixteen. Let's move on. Uh, let's move on. Bills, yeah, we this, don't need to talk this, about New York anymore. Just, the Bills look meh. I mean, um, they're six and five. They're in the playoffs. At least the playoffs. Yeah, huh? they are in the playoffs, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take make a bold call here. The Bills do not make the playoffs this year. Ooh, sexy. All right, let's talk about a team that, well, really two teams that probably shouldn't make the playoffs either. Seattle lost to the Rams. The Rams improved improved to four and six. Seahawks fall to six and four with a 17-16 victory thanks to a Lucas Havrasek 22-yard field goal with 131 remaining on the clock. Danny, talk. Yeah, um, Matt Stafford looked okay in his first game back. You got Gino, who looked absolutely terrible. Um, Kenneth Walker went down with an injury. He will not be playing today. Uh, DK had a decent game, 5 for 94 and a touchdown. Puka Nakua, 5 for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup, man. Is Nakua the new Cup? I mean, when Cup first came back, he had that one big game. I want to say it was week five. And then after that, he's just kind of gone radio silent. One for 11 with one target. Ed, please correct me. Did Cup get hurt in this game? Because like I said, I didn't get to watch most of these games uh, in the four o'clock time slot. It's hard to say if anybody's hurt anymore because injury reports don't matter. Nothing really matters anymore. I mean, we have teams getting investigated. It seems like weekly. For players not being reported on their injury report, we don't know who's being hurt and who isn't. It, it's not quite as bad as the NHL, where an upper body injury means everything from your your dick to your hair on top of your head. But it's getting to the point now where we don't know if guys are sitting out because of they just don't want to play, or if they're legit hurt, or if this is just a tactic to maybe hold them off for next year. Um, my question to you, eight seconds left. Ball on the Rams 37-yard line. You're Seattle. It's third and eight, okay? You're looking at a 55-yard field goal. You have a, a, a great kicker. Why wouldn't you try to pick up some more yardage? Try try a 10-yard out route to take five seconds off the clock, get out of bounds, and make Do that I have a 45-yard field goal. No. You said it's third and eight, though? 
You spike. Okay, so no, no, no. no. You, you said the yard. Yes. You said the yardage was third and eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a five yard out route here. And and you try to pick up as much yardage as you can and get out of bounds, right? Correct. Well, they didn't. And Jason Myers missed a 55 yard field goal that wound up costing Seattle this game and could potentially cost them the a playoff spot. Really, as close as the NFC is at six and four, that's not a guarantee. Of yeah, no, anything. when we go. At the end of the show, we're going to talk about uh, who's in and who's in the hunt as of now. So you have that to look forward to as well, everyone. Well, Dan's going to do primarily the talk, and I'm I'm trying my best to hold it together. Let's go to Sunday night. Let's go to Minnesota and Denver. I picked Minnesota, and I was wrong because I've been wrong. That's what's so frustrating about this year, Dan. I'm picking better than what I did last year, and I beat your ass last year in the regular season. And I'm 14 games behind you now. Yeah, I'm because I'm of locked stupid in. stuff like this. Because I, I mean, of I'm stupid, also stupid stuff like this. I'm also locked in this season. Yeah, you're you're betting on. I mean, just if you bet these games instead of just doing it with me, that when this doesn't matter, you wouldn't have to worry about having a job. You could be a professional gambler. You need to start thinking about that. But then Sarah would probably leave you because you'd get irresponsible. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, Cortland Sutton's 15-yard pass from Russell Wilson with 103 left salted this one away. As this, again, was maybe a case where Minnesota didn't deserve to win this football game. Will Lutz kicked five field goals from 31, 31, 52, 37, and 28 to basically account for 90% of the Broncos' offense. In fact, the only other score that wasn't off the foot of Will Lutz was the Cortland Sutton go-ahead touchdown. Um, Josh Dobbs had a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Josh Dobbs is like glad he's out of Arizona, right? Oh, he has to be. That, I don't think that relationship with that team was ever any good, to be completely honest. Um, what I want to talk about from this game, though, is this Denver defense has stepped up tremendously from the beginning of the season when they were just getting walked all over. Um, this offense is starting to click at a higher rate. I believe Russell Wilson has, has had two or three games in a row now with a passer rating above 100. Um, the run game, I mean, this Minnesota run defense is pretty good, but the run game is still kind of churning as well. On the other side of the ball, Alexander Madison has been ass all season. They had Ty Chandler 10 for 73 with 7.3 yards. Do you have to, if you're Minnesota, look at giving Chandler that starting job if he continues to run this way? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see how you can. Like, there comes a point in time where you got to realize what's there and what isn't, and what's you can't keep ignoring that. That's what I think, too. Uh, that is how I feel, too. You did hit that one on the, the head on the note. You know what I'm trying to say. It's early. Yeah. I got off late. Um, but I don't have much else to add from this one besides the fact that Denver is a serious is, – is a team that people are probably still sleeping on. Um, I have not checked the odds, but, man, they've won four in a row now. Um, and they beat three playoff teams. Are you ready to say, are you ready to say Russ is back? Um I mean I said it last week. I, I mean I I picked Denver in this game. I picked Denver again this week coming up. Like 
I think this team has – I think this team actually has a chance to win the division with the way Kansas City's playing ball in the second half of games. All right, let's move along to Monday Night Football. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs squared off in this one. And, Dan, I looked at a bunch of the advanced stats and the history of some of the stats that were put out there. Andy Reid was undefeated 7-0 in Chiefs versus Eagles games when he was the head coach. 3-0 as the head coach of the Eagles, 4-0 as the head coach of the Chiefs. Now, Dan, also, did you know that since 1997, there have been four regular season rematches of the previous year's Super Bowl? The defending champs have won all four. The New England Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons 23-7. The Denver Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers 21-20 in 2016. The Patriots in 2017. The Seahawks beat the Broncos 26-20 in 2014. And the Packers beat the Patriots 28-10 in 1997. This was another rematch. The Kelsey Bowl, if you will. This was bad. And this will be remembered for one thing. And that is the unfortunate. Can we call it unfortunate? And is this really all on... Hardman, like, because he's the guy that had the drop, right? No, that was MBS, I believe. Or no, it was MBS. You're right. I'm sorry, MBS. Um, but I'm gonna be honest. I think that that wasn't a well-thrown ball by Mahomes. Thank you. I was gonna say the same thing. Patrick Mahomes needs to put that ball closer. I mean, he over he overthrew him. Oh, and it wasn't by a little either. I mean, yes, he was open, and yes, he probably should have made that catch. Oh, 100. Now, do I think he should have made that catch? Yes, but it wasn't all his fault. It wasn't a 0% difficulty catch. Correct. It it, it wasn't in in his breadbasket at all. And if you actually watch him running that route, if he doesn't speed up at the end of that route, that ball hits the ground. And it's uh, it's a clear overthrow. Like, if you go back and watch, he he puts on burners to get to that ball. Yeah. It Well... Just to bring this, and this is from WTF Stats, the Chiefs lead the league in drops with 26, and they have scored exactly zero second-half points over their last three games. Did you see the meme going around of uh, Mahomes giving his gloves away to somebody, and they dropped them too, and they were like, uh, Mahomes has, has the fans ending the game on the drop as well? Oh, man. It was gold. Patrick Mahomes didn't have a good game. 24 for Thor, uh, 43, 177, two TDs, an interception, and a costly sack and a costly intentional grounding call on that final drive after the drop. Uh, Travis Kelsey <laughs> fumbled the football, seven catches, 44 yards, and a score. Um, was Taylor Swift in attendance on this one? I know the, I believe the parents were all there. No, I don't believe anyone was there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, score one for TMZ getting it wrong. Shocking. Um, is there anything else we want to mention about this one? Devonta Smith, nine catches, 99 yards. Or six catches, 99 yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't really have a great game either. 14 for 22 for 150 and an interception. Is he healthy? Uh, that's a great question that everybody wants to know the answer to. Hmm. Better not ask Mike McDaniels. He'll ask us if we have any money in fantasy football. Which, by the way, 
funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard any head coach say to anybody. Um, the I believe it was the 2013 Washington, and they were the Redskins at the time, I believe. Uh, that coaching staff had Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, uh, Sean McVay, and there was one other person on that team, on that uh, coaching staff too, and I can't remember who it is. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of very intelligent people to not win very many games. I am sitting here looking at Kansas City's um, schedule for the season, and man, it is easy. Holy shit. At Vegas, at Green Bay, a home against Buffalo, so that's a crapshoot, but it's Buffalo still. Uh, at New England, so they easily 3-1 and one at the worst. Uh, then what do they got? Uh, at home, home against... Uh, the, the Raiders, Raiders at home against, at home the against Cincinnati without Joe Burrow at the Chargers. Yeah, they could win out, and I don't think it would shock anybody. At best, or at worst, I should say, the Chargers are going to be a challenge in Week 18 if they have the division locked up, and they should. And that game against Buffalo are really the only two any kind of challenges they have, and they got Buffalo at home. That yeah, being I mean, said, well, it is almost a lock that the Chiefs will lose four games now that I've said that. I mean, to to be fair, the the Raiders in Vegas, with the way they're playing, if that coach can get them motivated again after this recent loss, I mean, the Raiders are technically in the playoff chase still, I guess. Um, Should I go over that now? Well, yeah, let's talk about the standings right now. Let's start with the the AFC West. Seven and three are the Chiefs. They lead the division. They are two games up on the Denver Broncos, five and five. Raiders are at five and six. The Chargers are at four and six. As it stands right now, the Chiefs are the second seed. Yes, that is correct. And then let's go to the South. Jaguars seven and three. Texans six and four. They are a wild card team. Followed by the Colts at five and five. The Titans at three and seven. Anybody going to challenge Jacksonville there? Does Houston have enough to get them? I 100% believe they do, and they play they play the Jags this week, and they could sweep them for the season. They've they, the Jags once. Houston is in the sixth slot thanks to a head-to-head victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the north, it's the Ravens at 8-3, and three, the Browns at 7-3, and three, the Steelers 6-4, and four, the Bengals 5-5. Five and five. Ravens, as you mentioned earlier are the number one overall seed, a half game clear of the Chiefs as they, I believe, go into their bye week next week. The Browns are the fifth seed and the Steelers are the seventh seed. Out of those three teams, and we'll include Cincinnati because they're in the hunt at five and five, how many of the North teams make the playoffs and which ones do? Two. Which two? The Ravens, obviously. And really shocking you said that. I mean, they're sitting in the number one seed. They literally, if they if they lose out, they still literally have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. And um, it's got to be the Browns, right? It has I'm to be. I'm not confident in it, but Cleveland. I mean, Cincinnati is ass without Joe Burrow. Pittsburgh has been ass completely, although we'll see what their new offense looks like. I think what? you and I are both secretly worried about the fact that they fired Matt Canada. I'm worried in the sense that I'm worried that nuclear war is on the horizon. 
something could be there, but I'm not overly concerned and it doesn't affect my day-to-day -day life. Call it DEFCON 1 instead of DEFCON 5. I'm on alert, but I'm not like... Not we, oh, we both lived through the 9-11 terrorist alerts. This is light green. We haven't quite hit yellow yet. We're light green, okay? Uh, and then we go to the AFC East. The Miami Dolphins are at seven and three. Buffalo at six and five. Jets four and six. Patriots two and eight. The Bills are the first team out because of the they haven't hit the uh, they haven't hit their bye week yet, so they are technically a half a game behind Pittsburgh, one in the loss column, and behind Houston, one in the loss column. Um, so they are out. Does You're Buffalo make the playoffs? I mean, I said earlier no, and I'm sticking to that. Um, so you're Miami eight, wins nine, this division. Ten. Yeah, your your eight, nine, ten seeds currently sit uh, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and Denver. Out of those three teams, I believe Denver. And Cincinnati. Cincinnati's there too. Uh, well, that's why I, I only said eight, nine, ten. Cincinnati's eleven. Well, they, like, Cincinnati has them. the same record as Denver and Indianapolis. I mean, Vegas technically is a half game behind them as well. It, it's very tight. 8 through 12, but I believe Denver's going to be that team to jump to get in. Uh, it's a bold call saying that, that Buffalo is not going to get in when they are a Super Bowl favorite um, coming into the season, but that's how I see it. Let's flip over to – how do you see it? Do, I, do, do, do they do they stand pat, or does one of the teams on the outside looking in get in? It hinges on what the Steelers look like in the post-Met Canada era. All right. If that Let's Steelers offense, if that Steelers offense is any kind of decent, buff they keep Buffalo out because that defense is is good. If that Steelers offense is still ass, Buffalo catches them and passes them. And it's going to depend on C.J. Stroud too, because I can see C.J. Stroud going into a slump and the Houston falling. He's played way above his pay grade. Uh, let's go to the NFC West: San Francisco seven to three, Seattle six and four. Rams four and six, Arizona in the cellar at two and nine. Right now, your Niners are a three seed, your Seahawks a six seed. Niners holding that division? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't see that changing. Seattle holding a playoff spot. Looking at the teams outside looking in, yeah. I I have to agree with you. New Orleans leads the AFC or the NFC South at five and five. Atlanta right behind them with four and six. Tampa right behind them, four and six. And the Panthers leading the Caleb Jones race at one and nine. Although Bo Nix may be the number one overall pick and the Heisman Trophy winner if he keeps what he's doing in Oregon. Dan Saints. Are they caught by Tampa or Atlanta? I think it's very possible they can get caught by Tampa. Atlanta can just fuck off. Well, the head-to-head -head record, Tampa holds the tiebreaker, or Atlanta holds the tiebreaker over Tampa. But uh, only one team from that division is making the playoffs. Agreed. <clears throat> and it may not be a team with a winning record either. <laughs> That's, to be completely uh, honest. Eight and nine is a real possibility to win that division. <laughs> Let's go to the North. Um, all right. The Detroit Lions are at eight and two. The Minnesota Vikings six and five. Green Bay four and six. Bears three and eight. The Lions at eight and two are your two seed. 
And the Vikings at six and five are your seven seed. Does this hold? I think it has to, man. I have no confidence in any of the teams that are sitting eight or below. Uh, I think your one through seven in the NFC is exactly what it's going to be. They're just playing for seeding then. Yes. Because I don't think Josh Dobbs is going to have enough to take the Minnesota over Detroit. The South is wide open. The Niners and the Seahawks, I think, are going to stay the way they are. That's a game lead, and I do believe the Niners now hold the head-to-head over Seattle. Let's go to the East. Eagles 9-1, and one, Cowboys 7-3, and three, Commanders 4-7, and seven, Giants somehow are 3-8. and eight. Eagles I are your number one safe. seed. Cowboys are your number five seed. Um, yeah, this stays, right? Yeah, I don't see this moving any. Like I said, the 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 AFC is the is the fun conference to watch right now. Um, just looking at it here, uh, I'm just gonna run through one through eleven real quick. Philly, Detroit, San Francisco, New Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota. On the outside looking in, Green Bay, the Rams, Falcons, Tampa, and technically the Commanders. They are a half game back because they have not had their bye yet. But I don't see much of this changing. I mean, Ed, do you have any confidence in the team like the Packers or the Rams? Maybe the Rams, just because there's a lot of talent out there. And I Do you have more confidence in the Rams? catching a two-game deficit over the, the team like the Vikings? Yes. Then I do any okay. of the other teams. Maybe Atlanta and Tampa can do something because they can beat up on each other. But Washington plays in a division where they're going to get curb stomped. And the Packers are not – the Packers The Packers are such an enigma. Jordan Love looks like the answer one week and garbage the next Maybe um, next year, maybe they need a new quarterback, but. Do you think there's any yeah. way possible that two teams in the South make the playoffs? I don't think there's any possibility that two teams in the South have a winning record. I don't think there's any possibility that one team in the South has a winning record. Eight and nine is going to win you this division. Fair enough. Let's move on to our picks for the week, shall we? Because we have a full slate of games this week, kicking off in about an hour and a half. Green Bay and Detroit, we both pick the Lions. Uh, That took a lot for me to not pick the Packers here. But the Lions just look too good. And like I said, the Packers are too much of an enigma. Washington's at Dallas. Dan, why did we pick Dallas? Because Washington just lost to the Giants. There you go. Seattle is hosting San Francisco. We both picked San Francisco. We are we have the same picks for these Thursday games and the Friday game. No chance um, we go four. No chance we go uh, I'm So I will say this. Out of the four games, if there's one that I could see an upset, it is the San Francisco-Seattle game. And then on Friday, Miami over the Jets in New York on Black Friday. You know that this yeah, could be this is our one, first ever Black Friday game, I believe. This could be one of the highest rated games in NFL history because you know damn well that every husband that watches football is going to use this excuse to not find himself in a shopping center or a mall to watch this football game. I don't blame him. Then we go to our Sunday night slate or our Sunday slate, and this is the first game we have different Tampa at Indianapolis. Why did you pick Indianapolis? 
they're coming off their they're coming off their bye. Um, and I just think Indy may be the better team. I like Baker, but if this game was in Tampa, I'm probably picking Tampa. New England is our survivor pick for both of us this week over the Giants. Do you want to keep that? Um, let me tell you something. I looked at this, and there were so many other games that I liked more, but I've used all those teams. And it come to for me what this comes down to and why this why New England is my survivor pick is because it comes down to Bill Belichick having a week to scheme uh, against a rookie quarterback. That's exactly why I picked him too. Um, I'm not gonna lie, Jacksonville and Houston was appetizing to pick Jacksonville and even the Rams over Arizona. And I picked Arizona. I would take the Rams and make them my survivor if I had balls, but I don't. Cincinnati is going to host Pittsburgh. I picked the Bengals. You picked Pittsburgh. I cannot believe is you Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's Mike Tomlin. It's Mike Tomlin versus a rookie quarterback. Once again, dude, I am down 14 games. I have to start picking bravely to try to catch you. And the way this season has gone, anything can happen. Jacksonville at Houston. I picked Jacksonville. You picked Houston. Why did you pick Houston? Houston's already beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I mean, Houston's already beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville as well. Uh, You did skip a game, though. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. Carolina at Tennessee. I have Carolina. You have Tennessee. Because the Panthers got to win something at some point. They got to win. I was going to. I was good. I mean, I was going to say like I can see Carolina winning this game. I don't hate you picking opposite on this one for your sake. Well, it's just it's they're not going to go one and sixteen. I mean, just the football I mean, guys are going to let that happen, and this is a people also game. said people people also said that the Browns and the and Detroit wouldn't go zero and six zero and sixteen zero. Oh, 17. not true, sir. Not true at all. That is a fallacy. People definitely said the Browns will not win a game that year, especially as that season continued. That is just wrong. Atlanta is going to host the New Orleans Saints. I have Atlanta. You have New Orleans. Why did you pick New Orleans? Oh, because fuck Atlanta and fuck Arthur Smith. Okay, you just changed your pick on this one. Arizona is going to host the Rams. Picked Arizona because I believe in Kyler, despite all that nice stuff I said about the Rams. Why did you pick the Rams? Because all the nice stuff you said about them. Cleveland is going to Denver. I have the Browns. You have the Broncos. Why do you pick the Broncos here? Russ is back. Uh, man. Uh, just for, so if this game's in Cleveland, I pick Cleveland, um, mm. but the Denver defense, uh, that pass rush, I feel like it's going to get to DTR and they're going to, they're going to bother him. And I, I feel like this is another 10 to 13 game, but unfortunately I don't feel like this goes in your guys' favor. Mm. So what you're saying is you're going to be transferring to Broncos country. I will not actually, you know what? God I am on the riot. I'm 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 riding the rest of the season. You had it right there. You're supposed to say let's ride like you always did, and we made fun of the Broncos. You're terrible this morning. We're not recording again in the morning ever again. Buffalo at Philadelphia. I have the Bills because I don't think the Eagles will go 15, 16 and one. And call me crazy, I just have a feeling after that emotional roller coaster of a ride that was Monday Night Football. I can see this being a letdown game, and I think Buffalo this is can actually, capitalize here. This is actually one the more I look at it. I'm, I want to pick Buffalo, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with Philly just so we have a ton different this week. 
So you want to know what's shocking? Neither of us have picked Philadelphia, a nine and one football team, as our survivor pick this year. That is kind of nuts, huh? Kansas City is going to Vegas. We both have Kansas City for obvious reasons. Baltimore is going to the Chargers. We both have Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Congratulations, Chargers. You're going to win at home. And on Monday night in a game that could be a stinker of a game, the Bears are going to go to Minnesota on Monday night. I I feel like both North Divisions here and the Cowboys should be represented on Thanksgiving. Like, I want to see a Browns-Steelers game, and I want to see a Lions and Packers game, and I want to see a Cowboys and Commanders game every year. Those should be our three Thanksgiving games every year. And you have uh, whatever, I would rather see a Ravens-Steelers network, game on Thanksgiving. No, it's got to be the Browns, because Thanksgiving in the color brown, it just fits. But And you have Troy Aikman, whatever network yeah, right. he's I doing, do does, does the Cowboys game. And you have... Um, Jim Nance and or um, uh, Romo and whoever he's doing it with do the do the do the NFC game, and you have whatever other network do the AFC do the Browns Steelers game. That's the way it should be, but it is what it is. Uh, overall, I went nine and six last week. Dan, you went eleven and four. You now sit at one fifteen and six thanks to the bonus points. I am at one hundred one and seventy four. Still respectable. Still respectable, but you are 14 games better than me. As it stands this week, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different games. Our survivor stays the same. I could come within five if I have a perfect week. I will not have a perfect week. This week, I mean, we we could either have this basically be over or. I could get right back into the thick of things. Yeah, I'm hoping for the former, not the latter. I don't know what you're meaning there, but all right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add to this? You want to talk about how anything? Maybe um, I will, baseball signings? We, we don't have to talk about baseball signings, but what we can talk about is we can talk about the fact uh, that we will be doing a hockey show here sometime this weekend uh, as soon as Ed is feeling up to it. We are at that point to where we need to give you an update on how hockey is looking. Uh, There will be a baseball show coming. Research for that has started, and most of it is outdated at this point, besides the uh, awards. But that's what I got, Ed, uh, that they have looked for. You have power rankings and stuff like that will be coming back. There have been some unfortunate circumstances that has kind of caused that to go away. Uh, But life happens, and sometimes you just got to eat shit and keep moving. So that is where we're at. Ed, what do you got to add before you uh, sign us off? A lot of phlegm, some coughing. Um, Vitamin C is a great thing. And um, bundle up, it's getting cold. So outside of that, just stay tuned. We're going to get you a lot more stuff. But Dan, as always, great show. And ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not doing so hot, It can always be the players to be named later who can make it better. See ya!